The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, we were also talking about comments made uh, by the former Taoiseach, Michal Martin, now Tanishta. He suggested that the government should take a stronger position uh, when it comes to restricting access to harmful content on technology, on phones, when it comes to young people. So he talked about everything from social me- media to more extreme harmful content. Now, he suggested that an outright ban for younger people using uh, this type of technology, using mobile phones, was probably unfeasible. Instead, more robust warnings better education and a social contract in schools as well was the way to go about it. Stella O'Malley is with me now. She's a psychotherapist and the author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You. Uh, Stella, you're welcome to the show and it is good to talk to you. Happy New Year uh, to you um, as well. Um, is, is that the way to go? Is it unrealistic to talk about kind of taking phones back off teenagers, robust warnings and, and education? Is that the way about this? Well, I I think we all know how difficult it would be to take phones off teenagers at this stage. I do think there needs to be a lot of public awareness and maybe a public awareness campaign that Michal Martin could spearhead that would make us aware that it's, you know, it's like the way children were smoking cigarettes in the 50s. Everybody knew it was bad and in the 60s and 70s, but nobody really was doing anything about it. I know when I was growing up, you were able to buy single cigarettes around the shop because, around the corner shop, because everybody knew the children were, were, were buying cigarettes. Nowadays, that would be completely frowned upon because there's been a sea change in, in opinion, public opinion around smoking. And so you can bring about cultural change and that's what needs to happen about online use with, with teenagers and with children. But the schools are caught over a barrel because... On one level, they're being told you need to, you know, make the, the schools very technical, so technological so that the uh, children are, you know, savvy. Mm. But at the same time, they do that. And suddenly, if I try to, for example, if I try to take uh, my, the phone off my darling children because they've done some transgression, immediately they'll say, well, I've got homework today. I need my phone. And that's all across Ireland. Do you know what I mean? That's very, very common. So parents' ability to use the phone as a disciplining measure has been massively reduced by the pressure that's been put on schools to make these kids more entwined with their technology. So in a way, we need a massive public opinion, public campaign, Mm. information campaign that will educate us to to realise this can be really damaging for an awful lot of people, young people, and we need to be much more wary. But who, who who would be the target for that campaign? Because, you know... Parents and schools. Yeah, but do they not know that already? Do you know, the, the, they the know generation yeah, of parents yeah, no, now who are, whose kids yeah. are kind of 8 to 12, because that's what I think where a lot of the yeah. statistics focus on, that, yeah. you know, 85% of them have a social media account. They're not meant to have it until they're 13 in most cases. Um, but most of those go. parents are in their 40s, maybe early 50s. I mean, they're they're not exactly Neanderthals. And no, they're not. But there's a, a kind of a cultural acceptance that 10-year-olds and um, it used to be the kids would get their phone at the confirmation. Now it's their 10 and 9 and getting their phones. And these are smartphones. So they've access to, to Wi-Fi and everything that's involved on on the over-18 kind of content. And some parents are very good about parental controls. An awful lot of parents are kind of biting their lips saying, yeah, I know I should, but I don't. Which is why I make the analogy about smoking. Everybody knew it was bad, but we really didn't change cultural uh, public opinion until we really went for the campaign, mm. until we really properly faced them. So we all know, we all know, you and I know that we're addicted to our phones and we need to get off them. But we are just nodding along as we do that. 
it was the same with almost you know, like teenage drinking in the 1980s in, in Ireland. Everybody knew it was bad. It was massively accepted. Now it's not so accepted. And so that's what needs to be kind of zeroed in on, that we, we all know it, but we're doing nothing about it. Yeah. And the schools are entwined with that because of the homework on the phones and things like that. And the other kind of party to this contract we haven't talked about are the social media companies. You know, we've talked about schools and parents and and children. They surely must play a part too. They they should. We all know they should. They haven't. They haven't so far. So the chances of them suddenly slapping the forehead and realising that there's been some horrible stories, really harrowing tragedies that have happened as a result of children being online too early and too much. And so those tech companies know those stories and they just keep their head down and they have, they're not they're not interested in the public good. They're interested in their profit. Mm. So that's why I think we need to take, you know, Michal Martin said, oh yeah, yeah, there should be, you know, pushing it back on them is frankly a bit trite because actually what we could do is a proper campaign that involves mostly, I would say, schools and parents. In, for example, complete tech-free schools in, in primary and any tech that is done doesn't necessitate the child to have a phone. That, that should be easy enough to start with and then we could move into the teenagers. And, you know what I mean? To zero yeah. in on the primary school, you know, they shouldn't be on social media so young and they can't handle it and I hear stories about it. I know I'm going to get an influx because I always do after Christmas of really extremely morbidly shocking stories yeah. of young people. I'm talking nine and ten on phones and doing very inappropriate stuff. Yeah, and, and I know it's it's an easy thing to kind of blame social media or that they're relatively new thing for all the ills of the world. At the same time, you, you've got actually tangible increases in, in kind of anxiety amongst younger people, in mental health problems, in antidepressants being described, prescribed to them, in referrals to child and adolescent mental health services in eating disorders and all of that and and the, the the most notable thing that is different for that generation compared to the kind of the generation before them and before them is kind of the ubiquitous nature of technology yeah like um jean twang the author in america she did a brilliant book called i generation and Really, I don't think there's much argument. To, we know it ourselves, us adults who aren't Neanderthals in our 40s and 50s. We know how much being on the phone can make you nervy, disaffected, easily bored, kind of always uncomfortable and discontent. We know it. So to, to kind of, it doesn't take a massive leap of the imagination to realise, and if you've been on it since you're eight, how much it's going to impact you. So we're well aware. I think we're well aware that it's bad for us. It's just culturally acceptable bad for us. It would be like if if it was culturally acceptable to eat McDonald's all day, every day. In some areas it might be, but it's not mostly. And we kind of know it's bad for us. You know what I mean? And you can only have it at a limited time if you want to enjoy it. It's hard to change that kind of, the the, the direction of the ship of culture though, isn't it? It's a huge, it takes a huge amount of effort. It's been done. We did it with plastic bags. We did it with smoking. We did it with teenage drinking. Mm. You can do it, but it takes a massive level of effort. And, and public somebody, buy-in. And buy-in, we're talking about parents yeah. buy-in from parents as well. I know lots of parents listening to this will kind of, they'll, they'll broadly agree with everything that we're saying and that you're saying, uh, but they're kind of tearing their hair out because they don't want their kid to be the odd one out in class. That's why we can start by zeroing in on the primary schools. But if the schools, and I've heard, I go, I often get talking because I've heard of primary schools doing this. After the talk, they make a deal that we are not making it acceptable for children to have phones on any level in our school. 
So you can you can flout these rules, but we recommend no children have school have loans in primary school at all. We we just don't recommend it at all in our school, and you can do that, and that's where we should start. You, you know what I mean? So that it's a kind of a it starts in the school to help the parents. And then the parents don't have to say, oh, he'll be the only one uh, who doesn't get one, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Stella, like I say, always good to talk to you, and thanks a million for taking the time. Uh, Stella O'Malley, the psychotherapist and the author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You, Donlin Wicklow, says the scariest app used by kids is Snapchat. We found out some stranger was in contact with their 13-year-old daughter, and there's no way to see any of the messages that were sent. Another listener says absolute overreach again. Just teach them the skills to use the technology. Don't ban it. And this listener says, can we not just bring in a law that finds the social media companies anytime an under 13 has a social media account? Something arbitrary like €10,000 per account. They will solve the issue quickly. At the end of the day, it's their business. They profit from it, so they should have the responsibility of ensuring they comply to the rules. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.